Hi there, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. Um, welcome to today's webinar. This is Sarah from Myosh. Uh, we've got quite a few people joining us today. Um, today's webinar is on is part one of our series on critical control management. Um, the, the first uh, part today is on material unwanted events, how to identify and map what's important. Um, before I introduce the presenters today, just let you know that there will be some Q&A. Please use the Q&A panel to put your questions in there. We might invite some chat. Uh, you can use the chat panel for that. If you want to chat to me directly, you can do that by the chat panel. And there will also be a poll at the end. As with all the webinars, they are being recorded and a, a podcast and a video will be sent out later today. So this series is going to be presented by um, Mark Wright and Terry Swanson. They're both directors from FIFO Consulting. Um, the, it'll be every Wednesday um, for uh, six weeks. Um, the uh, Mark and Terry will be inviting um, other guest speakers along, along the journey. So that, that'll start next week. Um, Terry is a senior health and safety and environmental expert with a proven track record in delivering effective outcomes. He currently works as a director with FIFO Consulting and has worked across several high risk industries such as construction services, events management and motorsports. Uh, Mark Wright is the managing director of FIFO Consulting and his career has included work as a non-executive director, several senior leadership positions and work over 15 countries across mining, oil, gas, facilities management, construction and utilities. So. Over to you, Terry, first. Thank you for uh, coming along today to uh, present. Thanks, Sarah, and thanks for the introduction. Uh, welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us as we kick off this six-part series, as we mentioned, on critical control management. So as Sarah mentioned, my name is Terry Swanton, Director of FIFO, and we've got Mark here as well who will be running you through today. The overall theme of the webinar um, is critical control management and the unintended consequence of getting it wrong. So that's going to be our focus what we have done, we've made the decision uh, to keep these sessions brief to promote micro-learning. And each session will be about 30 minutes, so it shouldn't take too long out of your busy schedules. Uh, we're really looking forward to sharing our knowledge and learnings uh, with the goal of helping organisations get it right. So a lot of organisations do try this, but unfortunately get it wrong. As Sarah mentioned before, uh, feel free to join the conversation by the chat function. We love engaging and um, hearing what people are thinking about at the moment. If we go to the next slide, please. So about us, uh, we need to let you know who's who's delivering this. So FIFA Consulting, we're a purpose-driven risk, health and safety advisory firm. We've worked with a number of organisations across various industries on a wide range of projects, which does include critical control management. So what we have done in the past is uh, develop programs and also help with verification activity of those programs. We do have staff across most major cities in Australia, as well as expanding our footprint overseas, which includes the UK, Canada and New Zealand. We do partner regularly uh, with industry to provide insights and share knowledge via webinars, blogs, podcasts, um, etc. So we are out and about and uh, I'll hand over to Mark to kick off. Yeah, look, thanks, Terry. So uh, as we start thinking about uh, critical control management with a focus on identifying major um, unintended events, it's really important to understand the individual context of an organisation. So what we recommend to, to, to organisations is to really understand where you are at today, you say your current state, and where do you want to be? So not every organisation's the same. So it is really important to align critical control management with the broader strategy of the organisation. 
and something that's fit for purpose to, to, to suit your organization. So in doing so, um, typically organizations use management systems aligned with ISO standards. Um, so what we've done is um, developed both an assessment tool and a workbook to align with different levels of maturity for organizations. So whether you're at a level one basic compliance all the way through to leading best practice, a level five, our assessment methodology and workbook can complement each of those levels. Um, in doing so, we, we wrap in the, the concepts of critical control management to align with a typical management system standard. So just because a catastrophic event hasn't happened, doesn't mean it won't. Um, so trying to empower a chronic sense of um, unease can be really powerful to help prevent and mitigate um, catastrophic events. Um, we understand that organisations do have different levels of maturity. So we've developed this, this um, process to, to measure, to focus and act and improve what is important to organisations with that framework around the critical control lens. So where to start? Based on our experience, so both Terry and I have worked both in-house in organisations, both small and large. So what you don't want to do um, is use a sledgehammer to crack a nut. So uh, applying a level four or five critical control management system, similar to uh, large mining companies like Rio Tinto, just is not going to work for small to medium sized businesses. Um, in deploying these programs at Rio Tinto um, and Broad Spectrum, you know, I've taken a, a tailored approach with the stakeholders I've worked with and certainly trying to deploy what Rio Tinto does um, or did at Broad Spectrum certainly wasn't going to work. So understanding your individual context and maturity is absolutely critical. Before you start identifying um, material unwanted events, it's also important to understand your risk appetite and threshold. So we'll talk about that in a second. And then after understanding your threshold, really seeking to understand. So looking internally, uh, looking over the fence to other organizations, uh, both with respect to industry leading practice publications, what works well, your internal stats, uh, risk registers, um, and most importantly, engaging your key stakeholders. So before we get into um, trying to establish thresholds and identifying material unwanted events, it's also important to understand some key terminology, not only for the purpose of this presentation, but more importantly, as you start thinking about deploying this in your own organizations, um, trying to come up with some common language that works. And I'll hand things over to Terry in a second, and he can provide some examples of his experience in this area as well. But certainly, um, leading practice um, talks about critical control management as a focus on potential consequence. So disregarding the typical risk matrix with likelihood and even risk ratings, um, the focus really here is potential consequence and shifting from a, a risk focus and focusing more on controls and how effective those controls are. Some of the um, potentially misleading terminology that, that is out there. Now, 
the, the terminology you use obviously needs to suit your organization and it's you know really up to each organization in terms of which tech terminology they use but certainly we promote using language language that's consistent with the international council of mining and minerals so they use the, the word critical control management with a focus on control rather than critical risk management that's important for a number of reasons um, apart from focus on controls um, this is less um, around trying to identify the risk and, and defining risk as critical. And, and it's more around understanding what controls uh, are critical and ensuring that they're, they're effective. So shifting the mindset from, from risk through to control. So Terry, from your perspective, um, I mean, do you have any examples of where this may have played out and is important? Yeah, you're right, Mark. Probably a lot of examples, um, and it's probably common across this whole um, industry is you get people working in different organisations with different leaders with different understanding or perhaps different interpretation of um, terminology. So in my experience, uh, if this is not identified early and corrected, it's going to lead to frustration uh, during the planning and implementation process. So in terms of trying to understand uh, what you're thresholds are thresholds after organization um, typically organizations will focus on major and catastrophic consequences rather than the the more high frequency lower consequence outcomes so less about the the sprains and strains and more around the fatalities and, and potentially catastrophic events so, so to do that, what we do recommend is being really clear on what how, how do you describe a major, or catastrophic event, um, and, and moving from um, classifying consequence based on injury classification, so trying to uh, avoid where necessarily describing potential consequence based on an LTI or an MTI. Um, often it's, it's luck between the difference between an MTI and an LTI, um, rather than really focusing on well, what are the, the major potential uh, consequences, be it around a, a fatality, uh, multiple fatality, or, or some form of catastrophic event. Um, anything you wanted to add there, Terry, before we sort of move move through this to the next slide? No, you're exactly right. And um, thinking about a real life experience, uh, whilst I was working at Broad Spectrum, we were working on a, a local government contract, which was heavily focused around parks and gardens. So as you can imagine, there's a, a lot of lifting, a lot of manual handling, a lot of really physical work in some pretty interesting environment. So traditionally, we were always focusing on the manual handling side of things, slips, trips and falls, as that's what our data was telling us. However, whilst that data was quite important and needed attention, um, our focus remained on consequence. So as we set up our um, program, we did make sure we were concentrating on the critical risks um, and critical controls, uh, but also not forgetting that the manual handling issues were there. Fantastic, okay. so. Once you really under, understand what, what is the risk appetite for your organization um, and for the respective topics, what, what is the threshold for a materially, material unwanted event? It's a case then of going through the process of trying to identify what your major hazards are and what those major unwanted uh, events could look like and trying to, to, to segment or, or at least classify some of these areas. So you're really clear on the critical few. So in doing so, there's a just a really basic um, image there on the slide of going from what can be a huge 
laundry list of risks in risk registers um, or however you capture your risks through to trying to be very clear on what's a major and catastrophic potential consequence versus some of those other areas. Um, I made reference to the workbook that's available. Um, the workbook we've developed actually has some great mapping tools to help identify um, not only thresholds, but start mapping some of these material unwanted events as well. So often um, organizations use the word materiality. So what is material to your organization? And th this is uh, a term that's been around for a while, even outside of critical control management. Um, in the fifth series, we'll be working with Wade and he'll talk about the back end of ESG reporting, sustainability reporting and materiality. Um, and the reason I, I raise this now, because it, it is important to start with the end in mind to understand what's important to your stakeholders, both internally and externally, and how you then report on that. So you can see on the, on the screen here, you know, we've gone through that process, um, conceptually at least, um, of identifying what our major um, or uh, material unwanted events are and differentiated between those with um, lower impact or consequence. After understanding those that are of higher potential consequence, it's also important to start to consider the relevance to your organization. So Terry, from your perspective, when we did that work across broad spectrum, um, do you have any examples, stories, et cetera, where you saw relevance playing an important part? Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, it's really important to have the right context for the organization. However, there are levels within the organization. So at broad spectrum, for example, I was working on the defense contract, but also the local government contract, both with a vastly different uh, risk profile. So it was really important for us to um, map this out, but also engage the people on the front line. So it's often a step people do miss is engaging those workers to give you the, uh, the insights. So uh, what's been happening, what are the current critical controls and potentially the future controls. A lot of the uh, people on the ground are gonna come up with the answers. So as we start going through this series, we'll embark on trying to describe um, the identification of critical controls and how we uh, uh, monitor the effectiveness. Today's really focused on what's material, those materially unwanted events, um, not only to the front line as Terry just spoke about, but also to the senior directors. The picture on the, the screen here was some work that um, I did at Manus Island. Um, and as you might appreciate, um, a developing country, um, you know, there, there were many um, material unwanted events that were identified, but we filtered that down just to a few um, and started to engage the front line um, on what was important to them. Notwithstanding that, we had some other reporting that went up to senior managers to help them discharge their obligations as directors and officers, which was a little bit more robust, uh, had, a, had a little bit more detail, but sort of differentiating and working out what's material to your internal stakeholders and external stakeholders is absolutely essential um, to get this right. So a few pitfalls um, and some leading practices. And this is a bit of a summary, I guess, of some of the things that we've spoken about already. Um, so pitfall number one, um, yes, uh, critical control management is around fatalities and the prevention 
strategies around that, but it's also important to understand the scope of your critical control management program. Certainly, we encourage organisations to look beyond fatalities and look more broadly at catastrophic events, whether that's just health and safety or other environmental or business-related catastrophic events. It is important, particularly in industries like oil and gas, et cetera, where it's all about process safety, or a lot of it is about process safety, keeping energy in pipes, um, or preventing some sort of environmental disaster. This is more than just fatality. Um, common pitfall number two to is to focus on LTI. So as we've spoken about earlier, trying to shift the terminology both with how your systems are designed, some of the languages um, that you're using and what you're promoting and rewarding and recognising within your organisation is really important to shift it towards more of a potential high-consequence high um, focus. Um, moving from high frequency likelihood events through to what's believable and um, the term a lot of organizations use is what's the 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 the, the, the most um, the highest reasonable or believable outcome or event that could occur as opposed to what's most likely um, and, and finally um, really understanding what your, your consequence thresholds are uh, which might different might differentiate from different parts of the organisation or, or different topics, be it health, safety or environment. So, Terry, from your perspective, um, any other um, pitfalls that you've identified in your travels? Uh, no, I think one thing that you made really clear is uh, focusing on fatalities only can be a bit of a pitfall. So another example uh, for us is when we are working with the Australian Grand Prix back in 2019, uh, obviously, the high-risk sports event, it's likely that you could have an accident on track, which, um, you know, may be seen as, uh, well, definitely be seen as critical. However, for us, that wasn't a showstopper as our context was delivering the event. And whilst there may be a critical event on track, the event can continue. So for us, it was focusing from that around patrons and making sure the event continues. Yeah, great. And look, the, the other pitfall or watch out is to focus purely on safety and forget the health in health and safety. Um, certainly, there's lots of major and catastrophic events in and around the health component of the way organisations operate. Um, we made mention of mapping. Um, once you understand your, um, or identify your material unwanted events, don't forget to map those, um, as Terry said, based on the organisation context. So look, in summary, um, we, we recommend for organisations to, to first understand their unique context, their maturity, we use the, the phrases level one to five, where do you want to play? Um, do you want to be at basic compliance, which can be fine for a lot of organisations, through to, to leading best practice up to a, a level five. Um, so after measuring, really focusing, uh, focusing on what's working, what's not working well, and then moving through to, to acting with some recommendations on both designing, uh, developing and delivering a critical control management program that's actually going to work for your organisation. So a quick poll there, Sarah, um, as we start to sort of round out um, our half an hour um, session today, we've got about 10 minutes left. Um, on the, the screen, hopefully it'll pop up for everyone in a second. Um, you know, we're, we're using the, this concept of a, 
um, you know, a systematic diagnostic approach to understand some practical solutions within your organisations. Um, what do you believe would be important to apply a, a, civic, a, a similar regime? Um, those topics could range from critical control management, contractor supplier, safety, uh, mental health and wellbeing, as we mentioned, the health component of health and safety, uh, heavy, heavy vehicle transport, chain of responsibility, um, or even looking at um, climate surveys um, to, to better understand both health and safety in an integrated way. Um, and, and lastly, management systems. So keen to understand some feedback from the people on the call today, what they believe would be important to them. There's right. also a final option there, Sarah, another option. Um, yes, um, I might get emails about that. Um, there is a, a few comments in the chat um, and there are also some questions and uh, there's a question if you want to start that now. Yeah, look, absolutely. Okay, I'll show the poll in just a second. Um, the first question is from Ellen. How are you segregating E and D consequences of at least providing guidance? Um, not, not quite sure on the, the, the question there, but I can, if I can take a stab um, at what's been trying to ask, we, we um, support organisations with some really specific descriptors um, around consequence outcomes to help people understand what they look like. Okay, also um, AJ asked in the chat, you distinguish between critical risk and critical control. Is having a good risk assessment a prerequisite for initiating this program? Look, definitely. Um, the um, other webinars coming up will describe not only how to identify critical control, but different options for completing risk analysis, including bow tie, which helps to identify uh, not only general controls, but uh, the critical controls as well. Okay, and um, Ben has said another pitfall is using a complex risk mate rating matrix to determine what's critical due to the fact it can be very subjective. Yeah, look, definitely. And um, as we start embarking on these other webinars, we'll describe um, what is a critical control and often risk matrices aren't used to make that determination. Um, we, we typically use a risk matrix to understand potential consequence. Um, the identification of critical controls um, can be done in a different way as well. Okay. Um and just sort of from comment perspective, Alan said, absolutely, it's made worse without clear descriptions of what each category of consequence is in the business context, which is referring to the matrix. And John says, do you advise using the same critical control approach for quality related process failures? I've actually used um, the critical control management framework um, for technology, cybersecurity. Um, not that I'm a tech expert, but um, working with some tech experts um, in that space as well. So certainly the, the framework can be used for any type of um, major unwanted event, be it health, safety, technology or quality, for sure. Okay, well, I've shared the poll. Um... I don't know if the results are surprising or not. Look, um, just to help me understand there, Sarah, can everyone see the, the, the polls or do I need to read those out? Um, I believe they can see it. Okay, great. Well, look, um, there's a clear winner. 
uh, not surprising, critical control management. And it's almost in um, chronological order there in terms of what people believe is important based on A to G there on the screen. So certainly feel free to jump in the chat and see if there's any other um, areas you believe are important uh, to, to share with people on the line today. Um, Notwithstanding that, we've got a, a couple of minutes left, Sarah, so I'll, I'll round out with a bit of a, a, a descriptor on sort of next steps, some resources and where people can get some more help as well. That'd be good. So in terms of additional help, um, you can see on the, on the screen here now um, that I guess a typical process around critical control management. Today, we've really focused on material unwanted events. Um, We've spoken about the identification and some, I guess, tricks and tips in terms of using um, a workbook approach. Um, we also offer a range of services and we'll be talking about these in the, in, in the, the upcoming webinars. Um, we're also offering a complimentary discovery workshop. A lot of organisations don't really understand whether a level one or a level five. Uh, it's not an exact science, but I'm certainly happy to, to jump on the call and give people a bit of a hand to, to get started. In terms of the, the future webinars that Sarah mentioned, so today, you know, working with Terry, um, we've covered off material unwanted events. Um, we'll be working with, with, with Adam to go through um, the identification of critical controls and different risk analysis options. Caitlin, who I've worked with in the past as well, will walk through um, setting performance standards, um, establishing roles um, across the organisation and ownership. Um, along with really trying to understand how to execute and build the right capability. Um, Beck's going to work with us to talk about verification activities, both in the field um, and reporting up to, to, to managers, senior managers, and we'll round out with Wade, who'll have a bit of a focus on ESG, which ties back into um, what we spoke about before in terms of working out what's material. Um, I won't comment too much on what Marsh is up to, but certainly, um, Sarah, from your perspective, I understand there's also going to be some a sixth webinar as well. Yes, so I've included the link there. So all those webinars are listed on that page. Um, uh, it was a great turnout today, and um, we will get the video out as well later um, today. So... Um, I think that's it. There's no more questions. So um, thank you, Mark. Terry, we'll um, see you again a lot. Excellent. Thanks, Sarah. And I guess just to finish off there too, um, in terms of additional resources and help, um, the ICMM guideline is a really good resource, certainly very mining focused and, you know, it's up around that um, more mature level for organisation. Riskgate also mining focused, but with some great information. Um, We've also got some tools if people want to send us an email, we can provide some examples of consequence descriptors or critical control management planning checklists or, or things like that just to get you started. So thanks again, Sarah. That's great. Thanks. Um, I, I will just say that um, early next year, the person who developed the ICMM guideline is going to be speaking. So that'll be interesting. All right. So um, thank you, everyone. Yeah, please look, uh, join all those webinars and we'll see you again next Wednesday. There's also a webinar tomorrow. We're very busy doing two a week at the moment. So thanks, everyone. Okay. Bye. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Terry. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye.